0: time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven.
1: Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics, and I'm your host, John Clark. Uh, still meaning to get to Gardens of the Galaxy 3, but life gets in the way. We lost somebody uh, really close to us this week. Ron Zabraki, if you are a very long time listener to the show Ron was on the show within the first year uh, But he was a friend of mine for the last 35 years I met him when I was in high school And he was a session guitarist He was the first musician I ever met That actually made a living playing music And uh, just getting to know him Number one, you knew it was possible It was uh, really inspiring on that level and then he was just the greatest guy, and we stayed friends through everything. When I was in my first band and kind of along for the ride, he produced their demo, and I played two notes on a keyboard. And then uh, later on, when I had my own band, uh, I came to him to do a demo, and I was still in college, and part of me was thinking that this demo would get me a record contract before I graduated, and I kind of uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself. To make that happen And here I am doing a podcast So that's how well that worked out uh, What you're hearing right now Is actually the first song from the demo That Ron and I did uh, I'm playing guitar and singing uh, Matt Kinkle as uh, a great old friend of mine Is playing bass But Ron is playing everything else He's playing the uh, keyboards And the drums And the horns and, uh, and everything And he was the one that found this song It was a little throwaway song I had when we were going through the songs to record, he said, well, let's take this thing and let's make it sound like you're on Letterman. And uh, he was full of ideas like that. He was just the greatest guy I ever met. And we stayed close. And he was on, as I said, he was on the show. And what I really want to do to remember him, um, he yeah, passed very suddenly, so we're all kind of still processing it. Uh, I'm going to play you an interview we did in 2013. Uh, And he tells all the great old stories. The the guy played guitar in bands and on recordings from the 70s on up to, really, 2023. Uh, And he had a really funny, uh, great way of kind of taking the air out of things. He put on no airs, and he demanded nobody else put on airs. He uh, didn't hold things precious. He just kind of liked to hang out and make music happen and make people laugh. I remember he gave away... Amazing Fantasy 15 the first issue was Spider-Man and I was enraged when I found this out and I came to him and I said why didn't you give that to me and he said oh you weren't at my house that time that's who Ron was and every single person I know uh, who knew him uh, felt like that about I've already seen this massive outpouring on social media of people I didn't even know he knew people I was fans of that I was watching on YouTube or listening to their albums that were close friends of him in the way I was and I know his wife Lori and his twin brother Michael uh, who are both fantastic people in their own right. have loved kind of seeing the old pictures of him and hearing the stories so part of this is I don't know that they've ever heard this interview Uh, but it's really helping me get through it so let's just all listen and get to know Ron uh, the way he wanted to be. So, Ron, how many guitars do you have now?
0: Baskin-Robbins. 31 flavors. <laughs> Literally. Now, <laughs> Literally.
1: How, now, how many do you usually play in, like, a week?
0: Okay. This, okay, now, this is not a plug, okay? Even though I endorse Line 6. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is seriously not a plug because the studio work. It's The, the, the Line 6, uh, the JTV-89, mm-hmm. because it models oh. all these guitars really well. It's taken over it's just it's just taken over the studio, but there are about six in reality i, I there's about six that I eat that seven <laughs> <you> know, whatever <laughs> six to seven it could keep going up and up, but I do have six or seven favorites that that I do play you know during the week so
1: so uh, now uh what are they? what are the six six okay. seven Be- okay. the line six it, you mentioned, which is yeah. really the digital interface
0: that, that, that's the one that just because it models all these guitars, so when I'm working on my sessions for all these people. If I need a Tele, I just turn to the Tele knob. If I need a Strat, I turn it into a Strat. I need less pull. If I need a 12-string, it sounds like all these, too. I mean, it really does. It's completely insane. It really does work. So, And I'm not cutting corners. But with my other guitars, I got a 74 Strat. Remember the blue one? I think you've right. seen it. Right, yeah, the, the yeah.
1: custom paint job.
0: Yeah, I, you I, know, I was stupid, stupid, stupid. I, you, know?
1: you know what? You made it more you. I think it's worth more because it's a Ron Zabrocky <laughs> original.
0: It's disgusting, but...
1: I recorded it, with that guitar.
0: I know. I, it's the, it, it plays great still. I was just using it yesterday. I love it. I love that guitar, and I have another Strat, a Highway 1. That's a newer one. That's mm-hmm. I guess it's about three or four years old with the big headstock because I needed a big headstock.
1: Now, okay, now this is... Get, this That's gets the me stuff to my,
0: we're talking about. <laughs> this, yeah, this gets me to my central question.
1: Why do we need okay. a big head? Because I... I have, I have one answer. Okay.
0: Richie Blackmore. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard. I I own too many guitars. I would get rid of them, but they're like kids at this point, you know. Oh, another reason. You want to hear another reason why I, I bought the 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 new Highway One with the big headstock? It wasn't only Richie Blackmore, but the fact is the one I painted the blue one when I was just like 19 years old, and I decided, who needs to you know? I don't want it to be you know um, sunburst, you know. So let's make it blue. So um, you can't take the paint off that guitar. I mean, it's it's like a, there's like 20 coats of like motorcycle paint Yeah, on it's like
1: it. car varnish.
0: And, and it used to look like my new one So when it was new. So I, I got it to basically replace this one. You know what that's I mean? Like,
1: that's like adopting a child that looked like your kid at five.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is when I play on a Strat, though, I have to work really hard to play good, but I like what I hear more. Like, you know, the Rory Gallagher thing, you know, Gallagher. Uh, you know, his beat-up Strat. You know, he's known for that one guitar. I would love that. Just have that one guitar and beat the fucking shit out of it. You know, just... Destroy the damn thing, you know, play it until it just falls apart and dies. And then I look at the other ones and just sometimes you need another flavor. You know, it's just I don't know. It's it's a disease. It's it's, (laughs) it's something very wrong. It looks like I mugged Sam Ash, my studio right now. It looks like literally I walked in there with, you know, a bunch of guys and just emptied it. It's horrible. And at least it's all paid for. So I got (laughs) that going for me.
1: I feel like I've come to you for answers, and I'm just forcing you to look at your own insecurities.
0: I, it's a problem. I know. I know. It's like you know. I, I get it. You know. But let me let me point one thing out, though. I have never seen even one Star Wars movie. Right. But, exactly. But it's no, okay. that's
1: not the most disgusting nerd story about about you. The most disgusting nerd story about you is that uh, you had an amazing Fantasy Fifteen in your closet and just gave it away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, but I still have a lot. I just don't know what they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I haven't opened them in, in
1: probably
0: twenty years. You I know, have, they
1: say on the cover what they are. I
0: well, well, I know there's like um like a number four Hulk and like something with Spider Man and so. What's that number one Superman? No, I don't have that. But um, you know, the, I do have well like these things that that I know comic book collectors would like just kill for. And I, mean, I don't know why they're sitting in a closet. I think I'm waiting to move back to New York before I pull them out and probably sell them or something. I,
1: I, I disagree with that because you and I had this discussion in 1994 when you lived in New York. And you said you didn't know where that closet was.
0: Well, I, but I have them. We found them in the move. <laughs> now, did
1: you, are these books you just bought off the rack or did somebody give them to you or were you, were you into comics oh, for a while? Oh,
0: no, no, my father probably bought them. For or, you or, or for he, himself? just for us or you know for me when i was a little kid or whatever From some of them were for, for, for or when we were at the barber shop literally joe the barber on liberty avenue how's that for the old school mm-hmm. with the old barber pole outside i remember he always had comic books in there and and we would uh, you know he would let us take them home so so it was things like that we would just you know just take whatever was in there didn't matter yeah and I, and we kept them for some reason you know, as opposed to destroy like you know, I have baseball cards like you wouldn't believe. I, I don't know what to do with them. So Nobody knows what actually, to do with baseball cards now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no. It's a like friend Beanie of mine babies. actually just just took them from me and put them all, organized them, and put them in books and covered them, and you know, yeah. because he cares about all that stuff, and I right. didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but because you chose you chose your path, and that path was guitars.
0: It was yeah. Now I, I have other problems like <laughs> yeah, microphones. Oh my God, it, it's just horrible. I mean, I, how many microphones do I need? I I don't even want to record anybody anymore, really. You know, I just want to do the guitar thing. So, you know, I'm doing pretty good with it. So it's working out. But, I mean, I, the last thing I want to do is, uh, you know, have this mic collection from hell. And yet I hear it is. It, you know, I, I, go, I go literally, I go into a store shopping. And what do I see? I see all this gear and I go, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it. It's a problem.
1: <laughs> That's exactly why we're having this discussion. I know, because it's, a it's the same. It's and the it's same a geek feeling. Thing. Yeah, it's
0: a, geek, it's a total geek thing. I get it. I mean, it's a disease. It's, but and you need to have like, oh, you know, I mean, really, God forbid you don't have like, uh, like with me, like it, it could be the spaghetti writing on the Fender logo. You know what I mean. Oh, so you
1: you're at that point because I was going to suggest you know with you being a session guy, you want to have every single tool available, but if you're talking about different logos, that goes beyond oh sure
0: yeah, no no, no i, I I've gone to meetings
1: <laughs> and I've obviously missed a few <laughs> yeah apparently, apparently they did no good at all
0: no 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 no, no the therapist the the hypnotist it's it, it, nothing worked, I spent thousands on it all it doesn't make it i've I've given up and you know, I've accepted it, and I think everybody else should too my wife too, you know with you know. Having Lori for my wife, I got to say something good about her. Maybe one day she'll actually listen to this. We'll see. But, you know, so I'm not just saying it. She might not hear this. But I, I, whenever I go out and buy something, if I spend $2,500 on a microphone preamp or some, a guitar or whatever, we don't have kids, right? right? So that means she gets to go buy another lens you know, a camera lens or another body for a camera or more lighting for her, her, her obsession, you know?
1: When was the last time that you drove into the city with your gear, set it up in a studio, played with a band there, or at least with a producer behind a board? When, when did that stop?
0: (sighs) That didn't totally stop yet, but, um, you're um, still doing that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That, that will never stop. I need that. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I could have just done a session just now for this uh, uh, Latin artist who, you know, wants me to just do a, um, a classical guitar thing with just vocals. And he was going to come up here, and I said, no, 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 we'll go to Spin in a story, a great studio, like one of those world-class places. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's recording the rest. I said, no, I'll come, I'll drive there. I'll, you know, get me in that atmosphere again, you know, get me around some people, you know.
1: How many amps do you have?
0: I don't You know what? Let me tell you something. Like, here's an amp right now, right? Uh, right behind me, a Fender thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't even, t- I haven't turned on an amp on a, re- I turned an amp on once in the past year and a half for recording. I have probably about six or seven okay. right now, but, but I just use the modeling stuff, the line six, you know, the HD 500 things for recording because they, they, they sound, they sound great. They, I don't know. They, they sound great. They really do. So it's like, there's no, and I, it's flexible. You just, you, just, you don't have to, you stay in the creative mode, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, I got the guitar wrapped around my head, I just t- turned some buttons, hit a button knob, and I got a whole new amp model, you know, happening. And it works. It, you know, it, it, Believe me, not every amp, just because it has tubes in it, is a good amp, or sounds good, or records good. But somebody, like, recently wanted um an old buddy of mine from, uh, he's, a t- he's down in Florida now, from Nashville, though, but uh, doing, like, a Joe Walsh thing, and he really wanted a pure Joe Walsh sort of a tone thing. And Joe Walsh endorses carvins and stuff. So I have this Carvin amp from the eighties and everything and I plug that into a four twelve cabinet and there it goes, you know?
1: Yeah, so are so are you basically picking out what gear beforehand before a session starts or are you
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When somebody when I could tell what they you know, what they want right away if they if if they ask for a certain you know you always get direction. You know what I mean? You always get like, okay, I want it to sound like um you know Sears like Silver Tone or Or, you know, something like that, which I used to own, and I had two of them, and they blew up. Mm -hmm. Very sad, very sad. But, um, but, oh, we call them the sluts. They were just great, you know. You know, here's, here's, here's here's a real horrible fact about Sears. You know, Sears and Roebuck put out these amps called Silvertones, and at the time, They didn't sell very well because when you turned them up, they distorted, you know, into this most beautiful, creamy distortion, you know, but nobody wanted it at the time. Well, it's the geek thing, once again, because I embrace technology. I embrace when things move ahead. So it's like, you know, I've used enough amps and enough guitars to know that, and tape, how's that tape? You know, there's all these purists that, oh, I have to, I can't record without tape because the sound sucks, you know? It's like, no no i i 've recorded on so many tape machines that blow for, and then spent you know fifteen minutes of tape cost you one hundred and fifty bucks or whatever um, it, it 's just a horrible horrible it 's a rust based format it 's just it 's just gross it 's horrible, and no matter what anybody says they 're romanticizing because they never used it you know most of the people it 's like when people say oh don 't go to don 't go to france it 's horrible or don 't go to India it stinks there you know I mean? Uh, people talk like that I mean, half those people never been never did it. you know what I mean I lived through it you know. I, I when MIDI was invented, I was probably in the room. How's that? <laughs> I might very easily have been there when the five families—it was like a mafia meeting, you know—Roland, Yamaha, whatever. When they all got together, and I was—I was right there, you know. Like and 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 like we used to tell people, with, with, uh, with right now technology moves so fast that you know it's it's still plenty of room on the bus for people to hop on, but it, it's just going by so fast that you know if it, the older guys that didn't get on it earlier aren't going, they they can't get used to it you know they, they can't they can't get a handle on it they have to use an amp and even me sometimes you just got to plug into an amp and just play but every time i do i go yeah no that kind of blows
1: what drew you to the guitar initially
0: oh that th- this is a really boring story it's great yay okay.
1: i will edit it out tell it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was i was i was in first grade and they opened up a new school in town okay it was actually called the brooklyn conservatory of music and they asked if anybody was interested in music lessons, and I did. And it led to some other crazy things in my life that are very, very unknown by most people. But um, I said, yeah, I want to play guitar. My brother said, I want to play accordion. Why <laughs> accordion? That, that, God, I have no idea. You know, but they taught guitar and accordion and stuff like that. So I chose the guitar, and that was it. You know, but um,
1: What made you yeah. pick guitar? It just seemed better than accordion?
0: Yeah, way better.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah,
0: but but then, you know, but once you get the smell of the bellows of an accordion, you know, they should bottle that, man. It's just amazing. But sticking with it was just something that I always liked. It was like my father was, I think it came from my father, literally, because he was really, he was a killer piano player and didn't know how to play a note. He was like Nat King Cole playing piano, and he didn't know anything that he was doing. But it was a different time period then. Oh, God, it was horrible. You'd have to, you'd have to go digging for things. Like when I first heard, like, uh, this, like, little thing, like... And then you hear... Uh, That bend, you know? I didn't know he was bending a note. I thought it might be a pedal. I said, how's he getting that forced sound? And then it's like 10 years later, for some unknown reason, you're surrounded by, you know, a quarter of a million dollars or more worth of gear. And you walk in and out and you decide, "Uh," you go in there to meet friends, guys you've only read about who now became your friends or whatever, you know, in the the industry that aren't household names, but people that you know, that you, you've, you were reading about in magazines, and now, you know, they're talking to you about different things because you're writing in magazines and, you know, whatever. It's like, you just, wow. Just one of those wow moments, just going, wow. You know, I, I remember being at the China Club once, and, like, uh, there was uh, the, uh, Julian Lennon, me. Uh, <laughs> alone right there is bad enough. But, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, John. Yeah, John Waite, not Tom Waite. John Waite from the babies. Julian Lennon, me. Eddie Martinez, I don't know. There were a couple of, like, big-name guys all standing around, hanging up, having a conversation. And I looked around. I really had to pause for a minute, look around and go, what the hell is wrong with this picture? And it was me, you know. I was like, what am I doing here, you know? It's like, you know, how did this happen, you know? And it's, it's just cool. It's a badass thing, you know. So, so, and I still feel like that thing, like, you know, when you get on a plane with a guitar, there's nothing better, you know, because everybody thinks he's something special, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, how, how did this session work start? Because- oh, oh,
0: oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I,
1: guessing I, you were in bands in the '80s, and
0: yeah, I was token black. I was token white boy in a lot of black things. What happened was, there was a studio. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, called Monkey Hill, mm-hmm. and um, they, I uh, ended up uh, doing a recording there once for myself. You know, booking it out for myself just to record my own band thing, and they liked me, and they said, you know, and I ended up becoming friends with the owner, this guy Dennis uh, Mann, and uh Latman uh and uh, he. Uh, Ended up calling me for a session or two here and there. And then once I met this, uh, I got called to play on this thing for called 1984. How's that for, you know? Uh, in, in 1984, uh, it was called Big Brother. It's 84, uh, whatever. And it was very for subtle. The, yeah. And it was for the Fatback Band. And you'd have to be a black person to even know who the Fatback Band was back then from Queens, you know? But they were—they—they're still popular. I mean, um, but that was like one of those things. And and after doing that, I started getting more and more calls to just play on different things. So, just one thing leads to another. Just the you know, because you, you—they don't care how you play that day. They care what you already did. Mm-hmm. How's that? You're never going to get called for what you did that day. They'd have to be you know Creskin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're only as good as your last session. So you just right. always got to try to be on, and you know, and and then like I say, and then. The, the geekier part about it is, like, guys, that they're the purists, but if you don't embrace the technology, everybody's looking for the next new sound. It's ear candy, you know? Mm-hmm. So they want to hear these things that that the new technology can give, that the old technology just sounds like old technology, which is perfect and pure and beautiful, sure. But it's dull-sounding also by today's standards.
1: Yeah, well, I've always said if, uh, especially about purists that just want to hear two amps and Fender and Gibson guitars, mm-hmm. I mean, uh that if that person was 50 years older, they would have hated the electric.
0: Oh, God, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, the first time, oh, remember when Dylan went electric?
1: No, people didn't like it.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) They almost
0: murdered him. I mean, really. was my
1: favorite thing about Don't Look Back is they show footage of that, but it's in England, so they're all very polite. They're like, well, he started to play loud, and I just didn't like it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's like as angry as the crowd's got. It's like, yeah. well, When well, in the beginning, he had his acoustic guitar. And then he, <laughs> he got very loud indeed, and uh, our evening was ruined. <laughs> this is my, I,
0: I almost spilled my tea. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's the same thing, though. It was exactly right what you're talking about. It, it, it is. That's exactly what it is, though. People don't want to accept People change.
1: Change, and that happens all the time in comics. I mean, you know, you kill off a character, you have a new art style on something, or even what's happening now. I mean, we were seeing a digital revolution in comic books. Is there a digital? I, I, you know, oh I, yeah. I, I
0: want to ask you a question before I forget this right sure. now. Keep that digital thing in mind because you will after this next question. Okay. Remember Tom Hanks in Big. Right. Remember with the chip in the comic book idea at the end of the movie? Yeah, we
1: just saw that. It was on, like, Easter.
0: Did they ever do anything like We're that? We're getting or...
1: to that. What they're doing now is is they're sending comics directly to the iPad. and oh, really? so you're open. Yeah, so you're opening it up like a Kindle. But right. They're, but they're adding features now where you can go panel by panel. Do they um, have movement
0: in them? Are there any, like, little mini movie things?
1: There have things? been yeah. some. They haven't worked out as well. They and they have things called motion comics, which they've been putting out DVDs where right. they're almost like cheap animation but in CG. Yeah. Where kinda I, like the old sixties where they would cut up the Kirby panels and move Iron right. Man's hand. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. like that, but they're but they're morphing the, the lips and you know, the arm yeah.
0: movements. Yeah. Well you know what yeah I think that might cheapen it anyway the art form.
1: Yeah. So people really want kind of want to see the static image and see the see the art as is, but they're well, looking more and more ways into doing it. And they're yeah. finding by do by, I guess
0: 3D would work too pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. These are all things they've been looking at, but the the big thing they found is that um, everybody was worried, oh, this is going to kill print, it's going to kill the comic book stores, and they've just tapped into a new audience who wasn't reading comics before, and now they're just there's a an app called Comixology, which is kind of huh. like the iTunes for digital comics, and Marvel right. and DC both ha- have their books there. And sure. there are re- young readers now that will never go into a comic store, but they're reading Spider-Man every month just by clicking download.
0: Nice. Yeah, well, like I and said, I, I, I think is, the, yeah. That's where music I, 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 has
1: been for the last 10 years.
0: Oh, please. Yeah, at least that, yeah. Um, but like I said, with the comic books, what, what what I was just thinking about, I never thought about this, but I think the, the staticness of it helps your imagination. Yeah. You know, you you add the rest of it in. You know the way you would see it. You know not the way somebody else would see it. It was like reading a book. Gee. Yeah, huh? yeah. This
1: is uh, Scott McCloud wrote this really great book called Understanding Comics, and he said the brilliance of it is all the action takes place in between the panels.
0: Right. You know, yeah, whenever yeah.
1: you whenever you see a punch in a comic book, you never see the fist connect. You always see the right. guy flying back, and the other guy's like fist is down near the ground. Sure.
0: Because it's sure.
1: it's always right after. The, moments and the word happen. "pow."
0: <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: don't forget the <laughs> word "pow." It's very
0: "pow." Bam. Oh, see, how, Batman. Oh how my do you God. know
1: it's? How do you not know it's loud? So, where do you see things going now? You're in the middle of this whole change. You've embraced it. As you say, you right now you're playing a digital guitar most of the time.
0: Well, it's not a digital guitar. It's a real guitar. It's made by James Tyler, mm-hmm. who makes like really. Forty five hundred dollar guitars. They're real guitars. So you does they
1: basically just have a switching system that activates? What it, the what pod? it does is
0: it, it's a, it'll play like a real guitar, and then you press a button, and it activates the modeling.
1: Now is the modeling okay? built into the guitar, or do you have to interface yeah. with the platform?
0: Nope, no, nope, nope. It models okay. right into it, and you could just plug a regular guitar jack, or you can use a Variax thing. You know, so it's kind but, of like
1: the in the eighties, the old MIDI guitars, where yeah, they'd but be you see that there's no delay.
0: The... But there's no delay. It's it's pure. It, it uses the piezo system in each each uh. Each saddle on the bridge has its own little pickup, and that's where the uh, technology comes in. So that's the modeling part. But, you know, let's just say, like, it, it also runs on batteries for live if you want mm-hmm. and, like, it has a 12-hour battery life or something. So, you are know, probably never going to worry about that. But if it did die, the guitar still works great just like a regular really good high-end guitar. So you could just so. plug
1: it into an amp even without the battery, without Yeah, the it still works.
0: Yeah, it'll still play. It'll still play just like a really good, really high-end guitar. Yeah,
1: so it's like the hybrid of the guitar.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the models actually sound better than the guitar, I think, which is really funny. The guitar sounds great, but the models sound even better. Wow. So they modeled it, whatever they modeled it after, you know, it's like, you know, but no two guitars sound, no two strats sound exactly like, so, you know, this will give you the strat, the essence, the spirit, the yeah. whatever, you know, but... Yeah, so do you that, think
1: this is the way things are going? You think you'll be... You'll be working more and more digital,
0: and uh, No, I want to cut back. No, here's the here's the inter- an interesting thing is happening. Um, you know these top forty lists or top twenty or top ten lists. You ever do? You ever make them for yourself? Or you ever, you know you read about them all. Yeah, the time. you
1: made one on Sunday, and I answered I, it on my phone, and my phone right. crapped out.
0: There you go, <laughs> you know. And as I was doing that, I realized that my my heart lies in technology, not in technology, but in music. Right. That's 30 years old, at least, like from the 70s or 40 years old, mostly from the 70s, some in the 80s. By the time I hit the 90s and 2000s, I had nothing to do with it, what I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all become our fathers and it's just, you know, it's not like I don't like the music. As a matter of fact, uh, if I'm going to be doing anything on guitar right now as a session player, I mean, I st- and I still am every day. But I, I want to cut back, but I'm, if I'm going to play on stuff, I'm probably going to ease more into the EDM thing, the uh, electronic dance music. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, most of those guys are not musicians. And they know nothing about music. Okay, so They don't know mostly, anything.
1: It's just programmed.
0: Yeah. Audi- um, a buddy of mine sent me, gave me a, um, a name for what he calls it, Audio Artists. You know, so maybe they'll use loops and they'll use whatevers, you know, mm. to to put things together. And, you know, it's not like it's I don't like it, but I don't hate it and I get it. And I'm not going to badmouth it because, hey, you know, everybody has this creative streak in themselves, you know. But not they don't really have like a lot of live guitar playing in it and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, I, I'm looking to actually move into, you know, playing on a lot more EDM right now. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's going to be fun. Because I'll get to, you know, really just, you know, get to use the technology, get to use, you know, crazy sounds and and possibly overplay at points, you know, which is. Uh,
1: <laughs> or which because, is every guitarist's
0: dream. Well, you want to. But, you know, but but yes, but <laughs> because of the fact that they're not musicians, really, a lot of them, mm-hmm. they just they, they're amazed at anything you do. Right. You see, and I hope they're all gonna be listening to this and going, Yeah, huh, you think so? And
1: then <laughs> and then work dries up. Exactly. It's
0: gone. And but I, but I still have my clients, so I'm okay. But no, you know, seriously, they're amazed at anything you do, so they appreciate anything you do, is what I'm saying, you know? So they, they just get shocked. They go, how are you doing that? How do you know what to do? I studied. Gee, it's called music, it's a language, it can be taught, try it out sometimes, take a lesson. You know? Yeah, that's
1: the one thing I worry about with the digital revolution is that is that these Next generation is coming up. Are they, you think they're going to be willing to spend the years that we did? Because I felt like I didn't play well until I had been in it like 15 years. Because the, you, out, yeah, the cause...
0: outliers, you see that thing I posted the other day about the outliers? Mm-hmm. It's a book. Yeah. And, and it takes 10,000 hours probably to master anything this guy was figuring out. Right. I couldn't argue with that when I thought about it. And then if you could put 10,000 hours, that's like, well about 30 years of work you know into something if you work an hour a day right okay but if you put in 8 hours a day you're going to get it down in 3.3 years so is that a long time to really learn how to master something i don't think so yeah but you, know, you have but you, to
1: put all your time to it cuz i found from doing stand up i did stand up at my highest probably 4 days a week i'd and i'd probably right? do about 7 shows sure. a week The guys I knew that would do three shows a night, seven days a week, in in and out, never got tired of it. Those are the guys I'm seeing on Conan. Those are the guys that have their own half-hour. Yeah, well, they
0: they love it. You gotta want it. You have to love it. Exactly. You gotta love it. You gotta want it. And if you don't get out of it, and that's the thing about like with me and music. Not I don't love today's music. It's it's just there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not part of me. I've had my music. I know what I like. You know. Um, Yeah,
1: Chris Rock once said your your favorite music is the is the music you first got laid to.
0: Hmm. Well, you know what? It's in there. Definitely. Yeah. It's part of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you definitely, know, you yeah. know what? I will always love grunge. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: see? And me, grunge was the end of the party. I remember going into more East, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was like 91 or something, 91, 92. And I walked in, and there were a bunch of kids. And, you know, I just broke up with a girlfriend of five years or whatever. And I remember seeing a bartender who knew me, and I looked around, and it was like all these guys wearing flannel, waving the flannel flag, you know what I mean? Yep. And it was all guys, though. There were no girls. It was all guys. And they were all like, and the band is playing, and it's like it just sounds like all like kind of depressing stuff, you know, to me, compared to like Poison, I guess. And right. Whatever. Not that I'm a f- huge Poison fan, but I'm just saying, not like the party of the 80s music. Yeah,
1: the early Van Halen.
0: Let's, yeah. <laughs> I'll you save know, you with that. Thank you. And, uh, you know, so and i look at him i go what happened he just shook his head like no and he asked me like you know where's the girl i went no <laughs> you know it's all over it was like it, i knew then the party was over you know what i mean like Once that's, the
1: girls stopped showing up
0: the, really well yeah. the girls you, it, people made fun of the guys like because they looked like girls or they were in spandex we would all have our aquan we would buy aquanet at like a dozen cans at a time i
1: remember your big ozone park housewife hair
0: they thank you you see I, I actually, oh my God, yeah, well, that's forget that, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, but we used to buy Aquanet by the case and but picture- picture the serious scenario, though there would be like five, six guys you know in the basement over there on Sutter Avenue, right, and we were all dressed like this' because we're going out at night, right, and we're all looking like this, and we're discussing Paganini, though, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? It was like they were serious musicians, right. Uh, Not that these people aren't serious, but it was a revolt, you know, it was a revolt against the party. It was like we want to hear, you know, um, just, you know, you know, and nobody wants to hear, you know, whatever. It's some sort of a party or a groove thing, you know what I mean? That was something that a stripper would dance to on a pole, you know what I mean? All of a sudden it's like, no, I just want to. I just want to sit here and be depressed and drink coffee and you know whatever. You know? Yeah,
1: I always thought it was uh, it was k- kind of hearkening back to a more folk music vibe, but with yeah, that's with good. Loud okay. guitars some, some of it was yeah, because it was, yeah, it, yeah, cause it was yeah. simple chords. Catchy hooks and interesting, yeah. deep lyrics. Yeah. I think that's a lot of what what Kurt was doing.
0: Nirvana, totally. I mean, yeah. I, well, him, I loved. I mean, yeah. Well, you, you
1: can't see. say those songs were not well written songs. They, they were no, a songwriting God. band. They were and a, I think
0: I think in Utero was even better than the first one. Oh I mean. yeah,
1: that's one of my favorite albums of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, th- I think that was even better. Heart shaped box, whatever. You know, just it just it just killed. But the problem was that then every all these record companies dropped all the hair bands and dro- drove to Seattle and signed anybody wearing flannel playing in a garage, right? And then it became overblown and just stupid. And because a lot yeah. of those guys didn't deserve it, you know.
1: Right. And the, and the thing was, uh, it was uh, to me Nirvana was always like my generation's Beatles, except John didn't die twenty years later. Not at all. It was like <laughs> where <laughs> he would he didn't even have a chance. this Yeah. Time. Yeah. Had he had he lived to two thousand? You know, where yeah, would yeah. their music w- would their music have been like the Beatles where it would have taken totally new directions and everybody was still playing catch up? I like, I, l-
0: I like wings way better than the Beatles. <laughs>
1: How's weird. that? You're weird.
0: I need, I have a problem. <laughs> no, I you know what I call the Beatles? Seriously? it's not like they didn't influence me and I didn't what, like the pro- them. I love their movies. You know what I call them?
1: The prototype for wings?
0: <laughs> the first boy band. That's why they that's became true. popular. No, that's they why became-
1: they yeah, that's why they became popular. They had way more talent than they needed.
0: They that's had a lot of talent. There was, there was, but they had George Martin also, yeah, who was a huge part of it. I believe. Yeah. And George completely.
1: Martin was like doing Peter Sellers records. They weren't even letting yeah. him near music at that right. point. So he, so there was this frustrated genius.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah,
1: everything about them was right place, right time, right guys. It was yeah. just, it was a perfect storm, which is why they won't ever be another Beatles.
0: It's, it's, no, they can't be. No, people, you know, that's over. That's it. Can't happen again. Yeah. Nor should it. I think I think it would ruin the Beatles. You know what I mean? I don't want it to. I don't want it to happen. I got a great story. One time, this is what happened. I remember uh, uh, with the Beatles. This is you know you can cut this right out if you want, but it was really funny. I remember, nothing, I remember I'm being, telling you that now. I remember being being in a limousine. I don't remember why, but we were going to Manhattan, a bunch of us, and there were a couple of younger girls in the car with us. Okay, and right. there was not. They were too young to do anything with. Okay. They were like probably 15, 16, and whatever. They were going to the same show, okay? When we were older, we were probably like in our late 20s, okay? I've accused
1: you of nothing.
0: I, there was nothing I could say about it, honestly. But here's what happened The Beatles came on the radio, and I, and I asked the girls, literally, I told the guys, I said, watch this. And I said, do you have any idea who this is? And they did not know who it was. I said, that sounds nice, you know? And they're yeah, like, no, they I have no idea, it. you know? No idea. They had no clue who it was, and I loved that.
1: So hopefully that gave you some idea of who Ron was. As you see, he was uh, the best uh, and really miss him. And I hope uh, people that did know him uh, got a little bit more of him. Um, and unfortunately, uh, an addendum to this, I just found out at this recording that Bill Monroe, a host of the Stroke Cast, a uh, frequent guest of Captain Comics, and my best friend of over 30 years has also passed away from complications from a stroke uh, that's going to be more to unpack. Bill was on this show many, many, many times and, um, I'll find one of the best conversations we had because I think, uh, we all need to listen to him too. Um, stuff week, uh, take care of your hearts, everybody, whether it's physically or emotionally. Um, we'll be back to talk about Bill and I'm glad to know Ron. Talk to you guys soon.